0: are locked on tigers your daily detroit tigers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: what is up everybody welcome back to another edition of locked on tigers i'm of course your host scott bentley today is tuesday february 8th 2022 Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online as you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's show we had a uh, we had a fun little crossover with uh, I guess it's technically a crossover, maybe not with uh, with Locked On Red Wings where I am also a host. Brian and I uh, we we decided to that it would be you know that baseball's in the middle of a lockout. Red Wings have a week off for the All-Star break. And so we figured that it would be a fun time to kind of just do a, a fun crossover show where we can compare players, uh, compare the status of both rebuilds, compare coaches, compare front offices of these two Illich-owned teams. And that's what we did. It was a fun fun little episode. Got a, Got a lot of cool comparisons in there and a lot of differences as well at the end uh, we, we went through and did some of the discrepancies between the two organizations as well so without further ado here is the crossover quote-unquote with uh with locked on red wings
0: all right welcome back to the locked on red wings i am your host brian fisher and with me today is a special <laughs> crossover episode with locked on tigers he's host of locked on tigers scotty bentley how you doing scotty i'm doing great man thanks for having me on the show oh should i be changing the background still, just, wait hold on hold on, hold on. you want to oh, do like the crossover one uh, uh yeah i don't have it still has sharks on there oh, shoot yeah. i, I should have thought should have right. thought of that that's all right oh wow well, right we're not on uh, we're not on the tube yet anyway so
1: soon though not. we are soon yeah true i'm not i say we in regards to my show all the time <laughs> and people are like why do you say we i'm like i don't know it's the communities it's all of our show i
0: don't know oh uh, Want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And finally, before we really get into the crossover, because it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Um, want to remind you guys if you're a locked on Red Wings fan, that we are giving away a game used. Vladislav Nemesnikov. There it run. is. There it is. If you're, if you're on, on YouTube, YouTube, you're seeing it. Which is another reason to subscribe because you can actually see the stick that we're giving away. You I literally have can't it have hand. a chance of winning without subscribing either, yeah. so you should Wait. probably do that. And then you can also see, like, this is what we were talking about yesterday. That's why we're saying it's only collectible. There's this crack right here. Oh, yeah. This is a collector's item, guys. You don't want to like use That's like used, though, man. Tape it's scuffed up, tape yeah. ripped. Like, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, This was he actually did use this in a game. Yeah, that's so cold. And so if you want, if you wanna enter the giveaway, all you gotta do, subscribe, post the screenshot of it saying subscribe to Lockdown Red Wings in our Twitter replies of the tweet, or go on Facebook and send it to us there. Cause I did go we did get a question on YouTube about that. Like what if I don't have Twitter? You can send it you reply to one of our posts on Facebook or Instagram. You can do that too. And then just share the post. Just share it. Share, retweet.
1: Do. That's all you got to do.
0: And uh, on Friday's episode, we'll randomly choose a winner. If you want a Vladislav Nemesnikov stick, so uh, I know I would want it. You know what? I, I, gonna... I know, dude. I I wish
1: I could be part of this giveaway. Scotty, throw don't my hat in the a,
0: ring. Go make a third account. Like subscribe.
1: <laughs> keep it. All right, man. Bad it'll faith. be it'll be at
0: not Scott Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyways. Oh. Also, shout out to Matt. The supervisor or the authentic supervisor at LCA for hooking me up with the Spot Is Love the Mestikov stick. If you guys want any authentics or game used stuff, reach out to Matt Lutz at Little Caesars Arena. He is the authentic supervisor and he is in charge of all the game used equipment that uh, we sell at the team store. So shout out to him for being just an the awesome sport about it. Honestly, the dog. So thank you, Matt. Uh, crossover edition. Really, the point of this crossover is we talk a lot off the air, Scotty, about the Tigers and the Red Wings and how they are quite literally in similar positions to the point where you use the Tigers as analogies a lot of the times, because Mm -hmm. that's, you know, one, you have that baseball bias, but there are a lot of similarities there. And so we wanted to take a second and a week where there's not a Red Wings game till Saturday to finally like talk about the compare and contrast these rebuilds because they are in a very, very similar spot. And, I guess the first question for, I, I have for you regarding this rebuild is who among the, t- the young talent do you compare to the young talent on the Red Wings? Sure.
1: So I think the, the most alarming comparison, not alarming, that sounds really dramatic, but the, the most accurate uh, comparison in my eyes is Simon Edvinson and Jackson Job. I think are are incredibly similar in the sense that when they were drafted, they were both considered super high ceiling, but low floor players. That was the vibe when when Nolan and I were doing draft previews last year. That was, you know, everybody we asked Edvinson about it was this dude could be the best player in this draft. But he also could be one of the least productive players in, in the entire first round as far as uh, like floors and ceilings of career go. And Jackson Job is the, the textbook definition of that for the Tigers. For those who don't know, he was Tigers' first round pick.
0: High school, play, just, right?
1: Uh, yeah, straight out of high school. Um, he was our first round pick um, just in this past draft, pitcher. And anytime you're taking a high school arm, it's a, it's a you know a little a little risqué that's it, it tends to come in waves in baseball like there will be a decade where everybody's taking high school pitchers and then there will be a decade where like nobody wants to touch high school pitchers so it, it we're third overall the tigers had the third overall pick and took joe um, and I, I just in that sense in the sense that they are they are both widely considered to have such high ceilings and like elite level ceilings but also have very low floors and, and they're, they're two of the best prospects in the organization. I mean, for the Tigers, when, when Torkelson and green, both get called up uh, pretty early on, if not by opening day, whenever that may be for baseball uh, job is immediately going to become the number one prospect in the organization. And so I, I think that just the, the career trajectory for both of them is very similar Ah, uh, the Tigers also already have really good young pitching. The Red Wings have Moritz Seider already. Like the, the, just the the comparisons of of where they're at in their careers and and their career arcs are are really really similar to me.
0: Well, and that's something that I was surprised when you said Jackson Job is similar to Simon Edvinson because I was thinking more of if you were gonna because I'm thinking of it as like current Simon Edvinson, not draft night Simon Edvinson. Sure, we know what he's doing in the Swedish league. Absolutely. I thought you'd compare him to. Uh, Spencer Torkelson or Riley green, because those are also guys who are like on the cusp and it feels yep. very quickly here. Like Simon Edson could be on the cusp as early of, as next year, but I get your comparison where you're like, where you're right. It was high ceiling, low floor where he could, they could both become all stars, but also where they're at right now, there's still a lot of room for improvement. Right. And so based on the draft night uh, analysis, totally agree with you on that regard. Um, I remember, Vila got a lot of flack for drafting Jackson college. Joe because of the high school part, uh, point where they're like college pitchers. But, you know, I don't necessarily hate the idea when your, your pipeline is already stacked the way it is to take a shot in a guy who could develop to be a great player. Absolutely. If you can develop pitching talent, I don't know how well the Tigers are developing pitching talent in the minors though. That's somewhere where yeah. my knowledge. Falls right.
1: Off. The, the, we have arguably the best pitching coach in baseball at the major league level. Um, but and 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 the, the reassuring thing is that within the organization, Federer and Hinch have completely revamped all of the minors. They have I mean, A.J. Hinch has gone in there and brought in totally different staff and personnel across quite literally every single level of the minor leagues to bring in uh like his people and, and the Tigers used to be just a few years ago. Uh, considered to be like really archaic in their in their player evaluation and their scouting and very old school and now just two three four years later are considered to be one of the most statistically advanced and and up-to-date and progressive uh, systems out there and having that is is so reassuring so i joe is in good hands and and the reason that we took him was because of you know those advanced analytics everybody loves his his spin rate that's like the big thing and uh his, his spin rate is already at like an elite major league level and it was at 18 uh his slider is is unbelievable so that's that's raw that's intangible that that's yeah. something that's hard to teach so having that already again there. There's nothing that says, you know, he, he just has a crazy good slider but can't really develop anything else and, and doesn't really take a, a big next step at the major league level. But having that in your arsenal already at 18, I mean, the sky is, is the limit.
0: It absolutely is. And that's the – like, in the crux of this argument about them being in a very similar position and who's in a better position overall – is based like on the fact that they both have incredible amounts of young talent and a surprising amount of surprises. Could have worded that better, but yeah. a surprising amount no, of surprises. No, for sure though. I mean, you, the Red Wings have Moritz Sider, Lucas Raymond, Alexander Nedelkovic. They have, um, you know, Vladislav Nemestikov is one of their surprises. They have, you know, a guy on the way, guys on the way like Berggren and. Simon Evanson, where well, the Tigers have my Scooble Manning Torkelson green, but do was a surprise scope to a degree was a sp- surprise. So in those regards, they're super highly comparable. And I want to, I, I, we need to get more in depth on these comparables because it's crazy how these two teams owned by the same owner are on the same trajectory at almost the same time and how coincidental and crazy and exciting that is.
1: Going to jump in here really quick and tell you guys about Bilt Bar. We talked about New Year's resolutions, and by this time, a lot of people are giving up on their New Year's resolutions. Well, not you and I if it's about eating healthier because of Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs, puffs are a fan favorite. Some incredible flavors, cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. These are going to be your new favorite, I assure you. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the Puffs included. That is 100% real chocolate. They have low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better, straight up. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from 200 to 300 calories. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They have mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and those are all the new ones for this month. White chocolate cookies and cream brand new flavor they're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time if you think a flavor might be good they will make it it will all be delicious and good for you at built bar they worry about the taste they make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy and i don't know how but they pull it off every single time so go to built.com right now use promo code lock 15 you get 15 percent off of your order that's promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built Com. Also got to tell you guys about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a person behind the counter orders parts on their computer choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home. And in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Wise choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find all the solutions to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car, truck, and right lock on in the How Did You Hear About Us box. to know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. It's also Super Week brought to you by GetUpside. And there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in LA all week covering the big game now on to segment two of our crossover with Locked on Red Wings.
0: All right, Scotty. We're going to keep this conversation going between the Tigers and the Red Wings. And really, I, I guess the next question I have is if Jackson Job is your Simon Edmondson or vice versa, mm-hmm. where do the comparables for Moritz Sider and the other rookies on the Red Wings compare to the now sophomores on the Tigers? Yeah, for sure. So I, I think
1: the... If if I only ha- can choose people on the major league roster, I think that, I mean, Casey Mize is is probably most cider in the sense that they they were both, you know, Casey Mize went one one, cider was you know the the guy that that fell and every everybody you're right and everybody thought we reached on, but that's still a top six pick in the, in the draft, and they have been the the Casey Mize has been either the best prospect period or the best pitching prospect in the organization for his entire pro- tiger's tenure since draft night uh, most cider very quickly made everyone realize that he's the best prospect in the organization. I, I think if, if I, if I was being more if, if I could use people that haven't made the majors yet, like technically green and Torkelson aren't, aren't in the majors yet, even though odds are pretty good. They're either going to be on the opening day roster or called up within the first several weeks of the season. I I think that like Torkelson and Mo is like a, like a really good comp in the sense that they, they both have incredibly high ceilings, obviously. And, and Torkelson and another number one overall pick, but, I think the thing that makes both of them so good is their floors are so high. Yes. Like like most cider, even if he doesn't reach the the perennial Norris like ceiling that many have set him out to be, and I'm not saying he won't. I, I think he probably will reach that, but even if he doesn't, he is going to be a damn good first line D man. Uh, like always, because he already is it as a rookie. You know what I mean. So like, yes. there's it, even if he doesn't keep growing, the the floor is so high for him. And I I view Torgelson a lot in the same light as Spencer Torgelson is a hitter. He you, you drafted him as, as a third baseman, even though he's he's was a first baseman in college and is going to play first baseman going forward because you, you it doesn't. It doesn't matter where he plays. You 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 drafted him to hit. What position does he play? Batter. Like that is that that's why you got him and his floor is so high. Like he is such an advanced hitter. He's one of the most advanced hitters I I have ever seen in in my life at at the minor league level. And while he he may not reach or even if he doesn't, I should say reach the you know 330 average 40 home run like ridiculously high you know perennial mvp numbers he is at a minimum his floor is still a middle of the lineup solid mid 200s hitter with power and that's that so i i really like the the comparison for those two um and then I, I Like going again, like going off the off the major league team a little bit again. Like I, I think, I think Riley Green and and Lucas Raymond, man. Like I, I think that they are wild cards a little bit. They are like, yeah, I, I guess. Like I, I think Riley Green has the highest ceiling in the entire organization. I think Riley Green has the ceiling of being a, an MVP. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I truly, I, I think at. His best, given what we have seen, he could end up being one of the best players in all of baseball.
0: Well, and I think one of the things that that the comparable between Lucas Raymond and Riley Green is really good on on one standard alone. And now Riley Green hasn't played a game in the major league, but when they drafted Riley Green, he was looked at as a pretty good pick. You know, he was he was good no, for where he was point. taken. Yeah, um, but he wasn't like gonna he wasn't gonna be like the next big thing. Well, down in the minors, he's raking. He raked last season. He looked like he was. He was. Looks, well, he looks I'm like he's gonna right? be ready this season. Mm-hmm. Like he could be the next hit, one of the next heavy hitters on the Detroit Tigers. Lucas Raymond did much the same thing. He was the best player available at four. He was a no-brainer to get four, but he wasn't. You know, he he was a no-brainer at four. He wasn't one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Red Wings took him. He got to training camp. I didn't think, and almost nobody thought he was gonna be NHL ready this year. Then he came out and he surprised everyone. I think that's where they they both come in uh, have in common is where they surprise the organizations and the fans with how quickly they've become NHL ready. And while Lucas Raymond, again, he has cooled off recently, but he's still producing and still making great plays. He just hasn't shown up on the score sheet via goals. He's still getting assists. He's still putting himself out there. He's still helping produce plays. He's been smart defensively. It's great hockey IQ. I mean, this is, these are two players that have been, have shown, that they're fast tracking themselves to the professional level to the highest professional level. Right.
1: And no, you're absolutely right. The the draft night comparisons between the two of them are spot on. Like in Riley Green's draft, there was a very clear top two picks in the draft and Riley Green was just looking out the outside and we got him four or five as well. Raymond, very clear top three in Raymond's draft. That was always going to be top three in uh, in Byfield, Laffey, and, and Stutzla. And then Raymond's right there. And we're like, okay, well, we're at four, but I guess we'll take Lucas Raymond and see what happens. Riley Green, same way. His, his draft was identical. So the the, the draft night comps are, are amazing. And then both of them, like you said, have grown to, you know, Riley Green is now a top, he's the top four prospect in the entire sport across all levels of the minors. And he's overtaken Torkelson as the number one prospect in the organization. Like he is... He, and a, a straight out of high school as well for Riley Green, drafted him at 18. The, the comps, is, as far as their careers up to this point, are honestly almost identical.
0: Yeah, they are. And, you know, as far as compa- furthering the comparisons between these two organizations go, there have been a fair number of surprises, and I kind of teased it at the end of the last segment. We didn't expect guys like, Vladislav Domestikov to have as good of a season as he is. We didn't expect guys like Akil Badu and Eric Haas. And until he got hurt, you know, Jake Rogers had great seasons too. There have been a lot of surprises on both rosters that have helped elevate the team. Kind of almost, I wouldn't say with the wings ahead of the pace that, well, no, they, they, they definitely are ahead of the curve than we expected. Tigers took a huge leap forward last year. They had a horrid April, but then they were above 500 the rest of the season. Like nobody expected that. I didn't expect that. It was great. So, and I think a big part of that is due to the surprises. Akil Badu was obviously a Rule Five draft pickup from the Minnesota Twins. I mean, he came out and he was absolutely stellar last season. Let me just read off these stats too, just to just to give you a uh, real man. I mean, you know the the more in depth stats like OPS, OBP, and stuff like that. But he uh, he had a 259 batting average, along with what 13 home runs. He had seven triples, which I think led the team. I mean, he had 55 RBIs. I'm just reading the stat line, which is probably why it sounds so jagged. But he, the biggest thing he had was a clutch factor like when there were men on base and the team was down, he stepped up to the plate, he stepped up with a swagger and he, he brought did. home runs. There are few players on either team that were as surprising as Akil Badu. But the closest comparable I have is how great Vladislav Nemestikov is playing this season. Half point per game. He's shown the ability to play at any spot in the lineup. Um, he's played in as low as fourth line. He's played as high as first line. And he's producing at every single line. Now, he's not a surprise. Uh, uh, the same kind of surprise Akil Badu was. Akil Badu was a guy that you had no expectations for. You picked him up to fill a roster spot as a young guy. And he's killed it. Vladislav Nemestikov is a career half point a game player. So he's not really doing more than what is anticipated, but he has just – what we didn't anticipate was how well he could do it on any single line and right. how much he loves the city of Detroit. These are things that we didn't expect.
1: Absolutely. No, you're, you're spot on. That, that's obviously the, the comp right there is, is the two of them. And, um, you know, the, the I did a whole – half hour dedicated solely to, to Akil Badu, I want to say in December and breaking down all of his like in-depth stats. And and like you said, his, his clutch stats with, with men on base and whatnot. But the, the most fascinating thing with the two of them to me is they both made in season adjustments to get better. Like Badu was got off to a scorching April, right? Yeah, like he, he was, did. he was one of the hottest hitters on the planet in April. And, then we had a series against Oakland where he went like 0 for 20 something with 14 strikeouts. Like he, he was horrible. And people were like, all right, well, he, he had never faced better competition than like high single A. So like this was expected. And he went through and instead of being a free swinger because he was getting a lot of fastballs because there's no scouting report on a, on a dude that hadn't played past double yeah. A ball. So he was just getting heaters and just taking advantage of it. And, and he took a step back. And he raised his walk percentage like triple what it was in April. He cut his K percentage by almost half. Like he 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 on that is the most impressive thing Badu did. Not the walkoffs, not the grand slams, the ability that in the middle of a season, as a rookie that had never even come close to Major League Baseball, to make those dramatic of adjustments and then become an everyday player on the other side of it. Is unbelievable, and I compare that a lot to Vlad. Again, being you know coming in, being and and having to make adjustments because he's played on a billion different lines. He's gone Mm -hmm. from he's gone from the third. He he, he spent time at two. We went down to four, and then the the move with Bertuzzi, like he's now our our first line. Like he has to make adjustments. He's been making consistent adjustments with who he's playing with night in and night out the entire season, and. Uh, the, the comparisons between those two go, go on and on, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and the, the, we'll talk next. The next thing we want to talk about, guys, is the discrepancies between the two teams.
1: Going to jump in here one last time just to tell you all about BetOnline.net. BetOnline as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot For all your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season, it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and real-time updates on current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: All right, Scotty, we've talked a lot about the comparisons between the two teams, Um, most notably the the young talent just the, the pipeline of youth that is coming to make these teams playoff contenders in the next few years. Um, and we've talked about surprises that the both teams have had. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is because the obvious differences between the two teams, and obviously, like, you're going to get snarky replies, like, oh, it's baseball and hockey, ha, ha, ha. No, but, like, I think the number one discrepancy to me um, between these two teams. And we we have been Blaschel defenders all season, but it's in their coaching. Yeah. Um, the Tigers went out and they got one of the best managers, the regardless best. of controversy. Don't get it twisted. Regardless, regardless of controversy. The best manager in baseball in A.J. Hinch. Well, the Red Wings have held on now for, what, six, seven years? I don't even know at this point. Six? Um, I, yeah, six, six.
1: To I, Jeff Blashell. Yeah, and somebody Jeff, else will know.
0: Jeff Blaschel ha- has been handed um, crappy roster after crappy roster after crappy roster. And this is the first year they've had a decent roster, and the team's played pretty good for the most part, better than we were expecting under Jeff Blaschel, which is why we've been patient. But I think the big, like, again, the biggest reason why the Tigers have been such a surprise this season is because AJ Hinch came in and he elevated the entire roster to the next level. He, is well-respected. I'm not saying Blaschel isn't. Blaschel's clearly respected in the locker room, but A.J. Hinch immediately got the respect of all of his peers in the locker room, and just the, the team wouldn't go doesn't go on long losing streaks anymore like they would under Garden Hire, and I liked Garden Hire, but A.J. Hinch is amazing. Yeah, no, that is that is comfortably, in
1: my opinion, the biggest difference between the two states of... of... Uh, both organizations, the the Tigers not only have A.J. Hinch, who like I'll, I'll be as blunt as you want, is the best manager in the game of baseball right now. He also brought with him an entire elite level coaching staff, Fetter. And, and it's hard to really articulate how important having a good pitching coach is when you have this insane youth movement of pitching coming up. So vital. So that's another key piece. Then you bring in hitting coach. Cool ball has been wide. You know, the offense took big steps forward. That's great. Even as far as like, like base coaches. I mean, like the only person we kept from the previous regime was Ramon Santiago because he is like one of the most loved coaches in that locker room. And he's damn good at his job. Um, That always helps. Right. And, and (laughs) we, we've been through, you know, a, a, the staff was so good that people in the middle of the season were getting hired by other organizations and colleges that wanted to take our coaches and make them managers of their teams. Like it is, it, it, it's, it's hard to really, we have one of the best bench coaches in all of baseball dude that has, is in the running for a managerial job. Anytime there's an opening from the dot, like it, it's really hard to articulate for somebody that doesn't know like who these people are, just how OP the Tigers coaching staff is. We, we tripped and, and went through five years of garbage and fell into maybe the single best coaching staff in the entire sport. And that is awesome. And that's a luxury that the Red Wings don't have yet. And, and it is, they're easily, their the, the biggest discrepancy between the two teams because if you start at the top, and then work your way down as, as a rebuild. The Tigers uh, have, have done that beautifully, and, and that coaching staff is untouchable, not only just comparing them to the Red Wings, but honestly comparing them to, I would say, any other. I put them toe-to-toe with any coaching staff in all of baseball.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, and that's, that's where, like you said, the Red Wings have kind of, I won't say floundered, because they, I, I still, my, the jury's still out on Jeff Blaschel for me, because this is the first time he's actually had a roster that could compete. And right. they are competing. They're only they are nine points out of a wild card spot, um, but they are still in the race. And they this is the f- longest they've been in the race in many many years, and they're playing meaningful competitive hockey games into February now. And so that is a huge step forward, which is why I I'm not giving up on Blashill quite yet. I'm still like a Blashill defender. No, for sure. I, I but and when I, you compare that to AJ Hinch, it's night and day. Right. Like the the amount that AJ Hinch has just taken. The Tigers and just elevated is it, it's incomparable. Um, I think one thing that the Red Wings have that the Tigers don't have is consistent everyday threats, For and sure. I think that's where they've established themselves as having surprising players and and great young talent. Um, but the Wings have Larkin, the Wings have Bertuzzi, and those two players alone are something that the Tigers don't yeah. have
1: there's no one on the tigers that's even it's that's the closest in, in that thing breath. you got is what jonathan scope uh Maybe? i would say i would say candelaria
0: would candelaria, probably be closest, that's a good
1: one. honestly yeah
0: because dylan larkin and tyler bertuzzi are every single day threats every single day they're there they've been there for years and they continue to get better they're not young guys you're not your whole development isn't hinged on Young guys turning out the way they are. You already know you have two guys who you can depend on. And then the rookies along the way help make it better. The Tigers just recently got these young guys before this season. They didn't have anyone on the roster who was performing. You had yeah. Matthew Boyd who had like we one lost 114
1: games in 2019, yeah. man. Like,
0: <laughs> but the yeah. Red Wings have had, and now Dylan Larkin, you know, had a down year last year and Tyler Bertuzzi only played nine games, but, even going off these last two seasons alone, the Red Wings have Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi. The Tigers don't have a guy like that. They just have surprising young talent and they have surprising guys, guys that just surprised you in general that you wouldn't have expected to perform. If you take those guys away, you know, the Red Wings still have Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi.
1: For sure. No, that, that, uh, that is absolutely correct. The, The Tigers don't have the top end talent yet. And they have a ton of young players that, many believe, including myself and including you could turn into that, right? Like Larkin was a 19 year old rookie at one point too. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what we hope this next wave will turn into. Wasn't that
0: when he broke the speed record?
1: That is when he broke the speed record. So it's, uh, so like we have those, you know, guys who have the potential to be that we have a ton of guys with potential to be that. That's why people are really excited about the organization. But the, the top and, you know, like Dylan Larkin and, and Bert are both on pace to be in the, what, the top 15 in goals scored in the entire yep. NHL this season.
0: And they haven't had that in like a
1: decade. Right. And, and the tigers aren't, aren't, you know, there, there's nobody on this team that, that is, that last season was going to be anywhere close to a, a top 10, top 20 in the league. And in, in one of those stats, um, the, the, the other thing, I, I guess that's a natural transition to, like, the. I know we're pressing the end on time, time here, but um, the the off season difference. Because the Tigers just, they, they looked around and said, okay, now it's time for us to take the next step. Bring in Javi Baez. Bring in Erod. And I think Erod and Javi could be, those two guys that you're talking about, you know what I mean? Like the, the top end consistent day in and day out, you're going to get top yes. end production from them. And they were lacking that. And then they went in this off season, realized they lacked that and, and spent big money on two guys who are well-respected and one of the best in baseball at their given positions. And so that's why a lot of people are excited about the Tigers next year, man, because we have everything we already talked about and they were missing the top end talent. And now we got that too.
0: Well, and that's why the final question I have for you is just and you kinda you kinda hinted at it, but whose rebuild is is doing better at this point? And I guess with the Tigers having really started a little I don't know if they started earlier than the Wings. I they, they did, I guess. They did kind of when Nebraska. Tiger, sold everyone off. Yeah.
1: Tigers Tigers rebuild officially started trade deadline twenty seventeen.
0: That's the, a, Wings, but, the Wings the made the time? playoffs
1: in 15-16, right? So almost yeah. exactly, almost exactly the, the same So time. who,
0: in your opinion, whose rebuild is going better and who's further along? Kind of two separate questions there.
1: Right. So uh, it's it's tough, too, because at, currently we, we have no idea what the new CBA is going to be and, and what, if there's a postseason expansion. If there's going to be a season. <laughs> but, well, yeah, that for starters. But, you know, in, in – Baseball, a lot less teams make the postseason. Yeah, so it's it's harder to be like, oh, like the Tigers are further along, but the Wings might make the playoffs sooner. Like that's a weird thing to say, you know what I mean? So it's a little bit hard to to compare as as far as you know championship aspirations between those two. But I would say the Tigers are like half a calendar year ahead, just because of the off season they just had. That's literally it. They. I, I think if you would have asked me going into this off season, I would have say they were, said they were almost neck and neck, or maybe the Red Wings had a little bit of the edge. But now, after the signing of, of Erod and Javi, and we're probably going to sign another starting pitcher when the lockout ends, I, I, I think after all that, it's it's pretty safe to say the Tigers are uh, again like not a full season, like literally just a couple, like an off season. Ahead, had just a, a, like a half a, a notch ahead in my eyes. Um, but that being said, the the wings, I think, have a much better chance of, of making the playoffs sooner because that's just that's just how hockey is versus baseball in the current moment. If the baseball postseason ends up expanding, then I'll just ride with the Tigers regardless, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think with me in regards to which rebuilds going smoother, I think that the Red Wings rebuild is going much smoother. The guy Smooth, most yes. of the guys, Absolutely. since Eiserman took over, and that's the thing we didn't get into is the front office discrepancies as well, right? Because the Red Wings front office is top notch, Well, the Tigers there's a lot of questions there about competency. Correct.
1: Yeah,
0: um, the Red Wings rebuild is going a lot smoother since Eiserman took over. Almost, he's hit on almost every single draft pick he's taken, especially yeah. in the first round, um, where the Tigers is. Like there was a lot of scrutiny over how slow it was going and how we hadn't seen any fruits of labor and like they're not making any offseason. There still signings. is. There still, there still is. is.
1: And and honestly, so much to the point where people are just looking around, going, "I don't even think Al Avila calls the shots anymore. I think Hinch <laughs> is. I, I like seriously, people are like I, I think Hinch is so high regarded and well respected that he he he's just running the team at this point. And age, and uh, Al's just along for the ride. And
0: I, hell, I'd love I, I I, I kind of believe it. I'd let him be the GM too. I yeah. honestly no, but um, absolutely. So that's, I, I believe the Wings is going smoother, but I do agree with you that the Tigers is further along just because of exactly what you said. Um, the Tigers made moves in the offseason after having, uh, what I would argue is a surprisingly good season this past oh, absolutely. year. Oh, um, absolutely. They made moves in this offseason to get better and take their team to a competitive level where the Wings are probably about to do that this offseason. So in terms of further along, I agree, Tigers. Um, again, guys, subscribe to us on YouTube. Post the screenshot of you subscribed in our replies and retweet that tweet or share that Facebook post or like that Instagram post because I don't think you can share on Instagram. And you'll be entered to win the Domestikov Game Use Stick Sweepstakes. And uh, shout out again to Matt for hooking us up with that. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets. They're free and available on all platforms with expert analysis and insight from your boy Q and Lee Sterling. So uh, go check them out. I butchered it today, but they get the gist. They got the gist today. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, any final thoughts? <laughs> we ball, baby. We absolutely ball. Uh, yeah, we'll be back with uh, another episode for you guys tomorrow on Wednesday. as This is the Tuesday episode. We're recording it early on Monday, like 7 p.m., which is early for us on Monday.
1: It is. So, yeah, well, another... when, you know, when, when the league takes a week off, we can do that.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So, stay tuned. We might have a uh, special guest on uh, Wednesday's episode. Maybe just. Maybe just. Wednesday and Thursday. And honestly. Thursday. Yeah, maybe just. We might got a week coming up. We might have a week. Including a <laughs> giveaway? What? <laughs> same time. Same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.
1: So that'll do it for this Crossover edition of locked on tigers and red wings thanks for making locked on tigers your first listen every day make your second listen locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling it's free and available wherever you get your podcast i know you guys just listened to that but i also have to say it so there we go okay go listen to locked on bets hopefully this was a fun episode I, i we had a lot of fun making it Brian and I, obviously, I mean, we, we do a show every single day. So we have pretty good chemistry. It wasn't a, a, a weird thing. This is just a normal Tuesday night for us. We have a five-day-a-week show too. So hopefully it was a, uh, a fun listen for you guys, as, as fun as it was for for us making it, being able to talk baseball with Brian. Usually I'm, I'm only allowed to talk about hockey with Brian. Being able to talk baseball was fun. So hopefully it was fun. I know this was a little longer, but I, I, I think it was worth it. So thank you guys for listening. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.